Welcome to Junk Food Supper. This is the podcast where more or less every week we get together to talk about all kinds of things, including weird movies from the video stores and also Twin Peaks, mostly Twin Peaks. Uh, I'm your host, Parker. Sean Byron, your other host, is gone. He is in Boston, Texas this week, so I am joined by my wife. How are you doing, wife? Hey, I'm great. Very happy to be here. This is your first time on the show, despite the fact that you've watched hundreds of junk food dinner movies over the course of your life. Is Is that true? Have I only been on Pool Party? I think so. I think you've been on Pool Party a couple times, but not junk food. I've definitely called in to junk food dinner. I think so. But this is, well, certainly this is your first time on Junk Food Supper, which is a new podcast that just hit the streets recently. I'm honored. (laughs) You're only our second guest so far. I am deeply honored. So someone's going to need to put that in our Wikipedia. Uh, We are joined together today to celebrate our dogs who are here in the recording studio with us. (laughs) And also, because... And also... And one lizard who's asleep. Um, but we are here because it's ghoul summer. Uh, that's the reason Sean went on vacation. He knew that it was ghoul summer, so he had to go to Boston. He chickened out. Uh, he knew it was either going to be ghoul summer or Spock summer. Both, both of which he does not care for. So we are here to talk about a movie. Um, but before we do, we're just going to jump right in here. To our first segment, the way that this show is structured. I know you've listened to Junk Food Dinner, but I don't know that you've listened to Junk Food Supper. What we do on this program is we talk about one movie. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about that movie, though, we do a segment that is sort of tangentially related to that movie. Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes it's not related at all. Um, so I figured that the segment that we could do this week is that you notoriously yeah don't remember any movies i don't remember any movies we could watch I see many and remember none yeah we could watch a movie and then a month later two days later yeah you'll be like oh let's watch that movie i've never seen it <laughs> so and then you come up with like wild speculatory <laughs> summaries of these movies sometimes i remember though sometimes sometimes so that well, hopefully you don't remember today, because we're going to do a, as I mentioned before, you've watched many of the junk food dinner movies. So many. I don't know exactly which ones you've watched, but we're going to do a Do You Remember Ghoul Summer Edition. <laughs> okay. And then if that doesn't work, if you haven't seen enough oh, wait, of the Ghoul Summer Oh, wait, it's the Ghoul ones, Summer movies. Yeah, just the Ghoul Summer Ew. ones. Ow. I don't even know if I want to admit to seeing these movies you've seen on a, lot a recorded of audio. I know that there's one that you liked a great deal. I don't know if it was Ghoul Summer or if it was Me? just a normal one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. If you don't remember any of the Ghoul Summer ones, we'll just do some normal junk food dinner movies. Though. Mm-hmm. But I probably won't remember anything. <laughs> so we're going to jump into it. And then also, 
I don't think we're going to do voicemails this week because we don't have our headphones on. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So we'll have to save those. Kevin's going to be back next week, so Kevin, he'll, he'll get to listen Kevin's to the master of the voicemails. He loves hearing from everybody. He does. That's what keeps him afloat. <gasps> he told me he would be riddled with depression if oh, not no. for the listeners and their voicemails. So That's sad. So send more voicemails for Kevin. He... He's we so need to s- keep Kevin alive. He's so sad all the time. Just please <laughs> send, send him cards and well wishes. Um, okay, so let's find one here. Do you remember the movie Martyrs from 2008? We watched this one a long time ago on the show. Probably in 2008. Negative. Negative. Um, do you remember Cannibal Holocaust? Um, a little bit. A little bit. A little. <laughs> what would you say is the plot of Cannibal Holocaust? Um, there's a remote village in like I don't know, like Brazil or something. Could be. And um, some tourists go. No, that's like an Eli Roth movie. I'm confusing the two cannibal movies. Mm-hmm. I, think I Eli hate Roth cannibals, the by the way. I hate them. I know. They're scary. Uh, cannibal Holocaust. I don't know. I don't, don't know. Remember? I don't know. It's gross, though. It I remember gross. there being a lake. There's like a lake, a lake. and... Um, you Do you know, remember if turtles have cool bodies or not in that movie? I can't answer that question. The answer is yes. Okay. What about... Let's try Last House on the Left. Do you remember that movie? The Wes Craven movie. There's two of those. There is two of those. But you're asking about the older version of mm-hmm. this? Yeah. They're kind of the same. Um, no, okay. because I'm making it, I spit on your grave. Well, so did I spit on your grave. That came afterwards. They kind of. They're similar in, yeah. in some aspects, right? Uh, yeah. There's some rape in both. There is. Similar style. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I spent on a vacationer yeah. in a home is raped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 But what about Human Centipede? Do you remember that movie? Ew. What's yeah. the plot of that movie? Gross. Tell me about the plot. All, everybody knows what the plot is. But you know what the plot it's is. It's mouth to butt. Yeah, but what's the plot? <sighs> a weird doctor. I don't know why he wants to do it, but he wants to make. Butts connected to their mouths, and to see how like long he can keep the people alive doing it. But I don't know okay. what the end well, that's goal actually, is. That's really. pretty accurate. That's this segment. <laughs> this segment's doing poorly because usually you just make up random stuff. This is not going well. Let's let's try normal junk food dinner movies. Thank you. <laughs> what about the movie? Um. What about the movie Vertigo? Can you tell me the plot of the movie Vertigo? That's mean. Why? Why, why do you want me to tell you that plot? It, it's it's like one of the most pot When you look on Letterboxd for the junk food dinner tag, it's but one of the most It's your popular. favorite movie right. on earth, and you're, ju- you're going to oh, well, judge I'm not gonna me. Ju- no. Okay. I'm not going to judge you. All right. A man. Mm-hmm. A great man. Yeah. Well, it's also like- Jimmy a mo- Stewart. Yeah. 
his character mm-hmm. is a cop that fails because he doesn't catch a bad guy and they like I don't know he lets him dangle and fall from the roof or he falls from the roof anyway he hurt, he hurts himself mm-hmm. he's in a wheelchair recovering for a while and he's bored so he looks at the neighbors across the way in the New York buildings from him and he like gets so much cabin fever that he just stares at their lives and starts to let his Imagine, wait, no, that's not, that's rear window. <laughs> that's rear window. Shit. Hold on. What about vertigo? Give what happens in vertigo? second chance. Okay. In vertigo, mm-hmm. he's still a good man. He's still Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> he is. And um, Madge is there, right? Yeah, she's And there. she's his. Midge. Midge, she's his Girl Friday, right? But she wants more. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. damn mad, but she's an artist. And okay. then um, he happens upon another lady. He gets hired to investigate because the man who hires him thinks that she is faithful or something wants to know what she's up to Mm -hmm. so he's like jimmy stewart go follow this lady and she's like i'm I'm not into that and then he says oh okay in his voice that he does Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he says all right i'm gonna do it so he goes and he follows her and she goes to the water by the golden gate bridge and she like jumps in and he's all oh i'm gonna rescue her right then she's all unconscious. He brings her back to his place. Mm-hmm. And then she's not who she says she is. And she's full of mystery and intrigue. And he's like, I got to know more about this lady who now I have the feels for and don't care why I was hired to follow her. Right. And then all these things unfold. I don't want to give the story away okay. if people well, have that's pretty close. seen this. You're right. That's pretty close. What about? I'm trying to get get you stumped on one because when you're when you're off base, the funniness of this, listeners, is that when wife is off base, she's really off base. So what I'm funny. what you're saying is that, but she's done pretty good I'm so far. It. You're killing like, it so I'm far. Really good at remembering movies. You're really good today. at remembering so far. Okay. What about Big Trouble in Little China? Can you tell me about? Oh that? hell yeah! I you can. This. Yes. What the fuck? God you're damn bad it. at this. You're. I know exactly everything that happens in that movie. You know everything that happens in that movie. Yeah, what I happens? love that movie. What happens in that movie? Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. He's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Do you ha- know what town he's from? Fresno. <sighs> Bakersfield. No. San Francisco. Visalia, California. Visalia. That's what was going to be my fourth <laughs> That's guess. where he's from. Right. He has a shirt that says Fresno. No. Visalia. He's got a truck that says Visalia. Shit. I knew that once upon a time. Shinji's come over here. Shinji's mad now. Shinji's upset. Shinji doesn't believe in me anymore. Mm -mm. He's pissed off. You can't sit on me. He wants to be on you. Let him. But then what what does Kurt Russell do in that movie? So um, he meets his contacts in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like usual friends. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, I need your help doing something or whatever. He can't get through. He's like, his truck is locked in an alley or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, stuck or whatever. And then he happens upon Kim Cattrall. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, toots, here's (laughs) Foxy, right? (laughs) That's what he says. I don't remember. But anyway. She might um, as well be what what he says. She gets kidnapped. And there's like some wacky misunderstanding. So she gets kidnapped and they have to go find her. And they go into like the dark mystic underbelly of Chinatown and rescue her from like the underworld of Chinatown and stuff. And like she's like possessed and all these things and they help her get unpossessed and rescue her. And then they fall in love. Okay. That's sort of. I mean, not really. What's wrong? What's wrong about it? I don't think that they fall in love. She's not possessed. Yeah, she is. Her eyes are white. Her eyeballs. She's under a spell. Well, I think that's true. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Um, that's not my drink. Let's see. What about... All right, let's try this one. What about the movie Total Recall? Do you remember the plot of Total Recall? I remember some. What do you remember from Total Recall? Perhaps the greatest science fiction action movie of all time. Okay. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger there? Okay, so you're not even sure if Arnold Schwarzenegger is there. Um, he is there. Okay. So, no, I don't remember what happens. You don't remember anything? No. Okay. What about Candyman? Let's try Candyman. This is another job. I know that classic. one. Okay, what happens I know, in Candyman? because... I didn't watch it for all these years, and then I just now watched it, and I, I'm like, wait, what was I missing out on this whole time? It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what happens. What happens? Okay. Um, there's a boy. There's a boy. And he is in a public bathroom at a park or something, right? Mm-hmm. And something happens, and he's like, uh, he's like accosted, you know? By some stranger. Mm-hmm. And there's bees. And he goes <laughs> unconscious. And <laughs> why are you laughing at me? That certainly <laughs> happens. That certainly happens. What else happens? That does happen. <laughs> now that happens. All right. Happens? So he's unconscious. And then time happens and police come or something. And then. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? No, just... All right. What else happens? So. Maybe he dies. I don't know what happens, but there's like a lady, a blonde lady. Virginia Madsen comes Mm -hmm. and she's like investigating this whole story. She's got to know what happened at the park or whatever. And so she tracks down the story. Something happens with her friend, maybe, but they're in the bad apartment complex and like it's real scary, but she gets her way in there and. They're like, there was a murder or something. She's going to investigate it as a journalist. And then there's a mirror, and she looks into it, and it's deeply scary. There's, like, something on the other side, and she hears the story. Ha ha. And doesn't believe it about the candy man. And it's just some urban legend, whatever. And um, and then time happens. More, you know, fast forward. And... Um, Candyman starts killing people and coming after her. 
And she's like, oh, the Candyman's real. Will somebody believe me? And no one will believe her. And then she has to fight the Candyman. So that's what happens in the end is a big fight, like a boxing match with the Candyman. I'm not sure exactly how the end happens, but she prevails. Okay. Yeah. She prevails. Virginia Madsen prevails. Okay. Okay. That's not. She doesn't win the Candyman? She doesn't win the Candyman. Exactly. (gasps) Uh Spoiler alert, everybody. She doesn't win the Candyman. Sorry. But it was close. It was close. Sorry, Virginia Madsen. (laughs) <laughs> Let's try one more. Let's try Mulholland Drive. I know this one too. Do you know this movie? Totally. You probably know it better than me. So if you're if you're wrong, I wouldn't even know probably. Yeah. I'm not going to be wrong because I know this one. Oh, wait. Let's not do that. Let's do Lost Highway because I know that one better. I know that one too. Okay. Sir. What happens in Lost Highway? Okay. Lost Highway. Mm-hmm. There's two stories that come I out. like David Lynch. You do what? <laughs> thing that we say on the show you don't though maybe I do you know. only like half-ass sometimes like david lynch in a weird bizarre artistic way not like a real person not like a real person no it's not my fault if i think rabbits is the best thing he's done you know what is that maybe mean? it's the thing from the thing from inland empire it's the show about the rabbits we'll watch it on youtube later it's the best thing he ever did that's how much I like David Lynch. Is I like him so much that I think Rabbits is the best thing he ever did. That's a contrarian opinion. I don't care for it. No. <laughs> it's just, I think David Lynch would agree. Anyway, so what happens in Lost Highway? Okay. Um, so in Lost Highway, there's two stories that are happening like parallel. Mm-hmm. Right. And in one of them, there's a couple. Mm-hmm. And... They're very intense. They're an intense couple. And there's betrayal and all this like like dramatic sort of emotion in their relationship. And then there's another parallel story that's happening that is just like kind of events that feed into this other storyline that don't have you you don't have the full story of the other storyline. So the parts and pieces of that second storyline weave in and out of the one that you have the full story on, right? And then they swap, like in the middle. And you're left with parts and pieces of both stories that you have to put together. But basically, basically it's about the devil. But what about Marilyn Manson and Twiggy Ramirez? How are they involved? Musically, of course. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's accurate. I think they're also in it, but I don't remember. Musically. Okay. Well, that's pretty close. What about... Let's try one more. What about the movie Reanimator? Do you remember the Reanimator? I remember one-third of Reanimator. What happens in the Reanimator? In the first third, there's a doctor. Yeah. And he's... Very intense. Mm-hmm. All these movies that you're picking, they have intense characters. That's junk food dinner for you. The doctor, he thinks he can bring people back to life. And he just needs to put the right parts together. And he has that face with those tiny nostrils. 
But then that's about where I like remember it leaves off, I guess. All you remember is the nostrils? Yeah. Yeah. He gets caught. He gets caught? Yeah. Who catches them? Colleagues. His colleagues catch him? Well, yeah. His colleagues get upset that he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so they catch him? In the act? What do they, what do, they do with him once he's caught? That's the second and third thirds of the movie. I don't know. You don't know those. You no, think he gets I caught mean, at the end of Act One? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the first third, he gets caught. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, unfortunate. That's how it goes. That's, I wonder what he's going to do to get out of it. Tell me the rest of the movie. What happens? Well, he never gets caught. What happens? Because there's a reanimator too. And a reanimator. I've had a little too many drinks, but there's a reanimator three as well. All right, all right, okay. So please I'm believe wrong. me that reanimator is a hard word to say. <laughs> okay, go reanimator, go. He okay. he prevails. Okay, so okay. Well, I don't know if we've delved too deeply into your knack for not remembering movies and then just making up <laughs> things completely. <laughs> Usually. It's a it's really remarkable sometimes. Um, I don't know if we've hit hit it too hard this time. Do you time. want to know what happens in Wrong Turn? What happens in Wrong Turn? <laughs> wrong Turn's like the easiest movie. I mean, but what happens in that movie? Do you remember Nothing that? Nothing happens. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff happens. Faith is there? Yeah. Eliza Dushku. Yeah. Where is that? And um, she uh, strays from her group. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Does she? Well, she gets lost mm-hmm. from her group when they're under attack. And then she finds a tower and she climbs up it. And then she finds safety for everybody. For everybody in the tower? Well, no. Some people have to die. Okay. Yeah. I don't... Okay. Well, That's what happens. So. You think that's what happens? There's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. One bad guy? Yes. Just one. Only one? Okay. Do you remember who some of her colleagues are in that movie? Uh, some college kids. College mm-hmm. kids? I guess. Do you remember what those college kids were from? Like what other movies they were in? Teen movies. Teen movies, a good guess as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, could you tell me the plot of Blowout, my all-time favorite movie that isn't Vertigo? Um... Yes, I can. Okay. John Travolta Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. knows a lady. And. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. He knows a lady. He's he's going by her apartment and he looks in the window and he's taking pictures for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah, no. My brother's. It's not the John Travolta movie. That's correct. What happens then? Okay. So he's like uh, passing. It's in the rain. It's raining. Mm -hmm. And um, he's going by her apartment and he's like taking some pictures for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he was hired to do something like maybe he's a cop or investigator. But anyway, he knows the person he's taking pictures of. He knows her. Mm -hmm. And like through the window, he takes some pictures. But then, um, unexpectedly, he sees a murder happen. 
and it's her murder. But then something happens. Like, she's not dead. Or, like, he doesn't know who the person was. He's obsessed with finding her who murdered her. Maybe her body's there. Maybe it's not. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But nobody, like, takes his side and believes him or helps him. So he's, like, really super trying to find what happened. That's surprisingly accurate for not being accurate one bit. I don't like, know. all the details are wrong, but that's surprisingly accurate. Aside from that. <laughs> so I remember, like, one scene from it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you remember the whole thing, but... We'll watch it later. You'll see. Um, okay, let's try one more quick one, and then we'll we'll move on and start talking about the movie, which is, by the way, exploitation, directed by Bill Spub, because it's a ghoul summer. Um, I had it right here. Which one I wanted to do? And now I've lost it on the list. I know what you did last summer. We just watched that yesterday. It doesn't count. Let's do Phantasm, a movie I've tried to make you watch like eight times because it's one of my favorite movies and you hate it. What happens in Phantasm? (sighs) Okay. Blonde guy. There's a blonde guy. He is um, just hanging out in his house one day and then some creepy tall man comes around with some balls Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm going to kill your whole family. And he kills his whole family. He says this to the tall man? No, the tall man tells him. Or he doesn't tell him. He just looks at him creepily. And then he kills his whole family and blows up his house or something. Mm -hmm. And Ponytail comes Mm -hmm. and, like, says, get in my car. And then they drive away and he rescues him. And then they fight the tall man for, like, decades after that. For years and years together. Pretty accurate, actually. And then he becomes like, he's a young boy. And then he becomes a teenage man. And then he becomes a man-man later <laughs> in other future movies after that. Okay. Well, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty good. Okay. Oh, and the balls have like blades that pop out of them. That's true. But that's, I mean, I don't know else. what else. Why he's Phantasm. I don't know why it's called that. Do you remember a scene where a teenager reads Word Up magazine? Uh, no. No, I do not. Well, that happens in the movie. That's how you know it's all a dream. Because it says Word Up? Mm-hmm. Explain that, please. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You'll have to listen to Junk Food Dinner number 17 to get that joke. Well, I don't know if we got to the bottom of your making up movie plots. I think we did pretty good. I think I was amazing. You did pretty good. You got some pretty good. good I remembered things somehow better than I've ever remembered them. True. To the detriment of this segment, you did remember (laughs) better than you've ever remembered in your entire life. I'm the destroyer. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. Like, well, like I said, we're going to forego the voicemails this week, sadly, because we can't play them, but we'll play them next week with Kevin here. Quick break here, and then when we come back, we are going to be talking about exploitation by Bill Zabub. So stick around. If comedy is a social mirror, then my comedies are social circus mirrors. Low-budget directors can't afford lush sets and huge explosions, but they can afford nude women. I'm sorry about that. I could always wait till the next project. 
Unless you fire that other girl. Why are you mistreating me? I wouldn't have agreed to do this if I knew there'd be nudity. Especially when I'm dropping my day rate so low. Alright, now hoist your ass up a little bit. It's a good thing my mom isn't around to see this. Yeah, instead of blood you show boobs, and instead of the villain murdering someone, he rapes them. Yeah, I could see why someone wouldn't want to be in a movie like that. I can give me the water on the bed, it's right over there. Right over where? I don't see any water. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm just asking you to do the right thing. Maybe she has a new boyfriend and he doesn't approve of her past. That happened to me once. And the guy wanted to call all the photographers to have them take my pictures off their websites. I had to explain to him that I had signed release forms. Am I correct in assuming that she has no case and the lawyer's strategy is just to be a nuisance until I decide to do what she asked me to do? It looks that way. You uploaded some videos that might be in jeopardy. Duh. You said that your character is a rapist. I wouldn't let someone stick his tongue down my throat. You want this to be realistic, right? She pulls out a large vibrator. She clicks it on and you hear the noise. You are an ancient spirit. You represent the beauty that was lost in the centuries. You are a symbol for art, something that is dying in this modern world of slang and consumerism. Wouldn't it be better if I said a word that people can actually understand? How'd you know I was thinking about you? If a director told me that I looked hot, I'd know I'm not in a professional environment. He thinks that you try to sleep with all the women in your movies, and he tries to sleep with all the women in his movies. So he doesn't care about ruining his reputation? Are you fucking retarded? This is the stupidest line I have ever said. It makes no goddamn sense. Are you famous? Well, <laughs> I'm not Marilyn Monroe. But, uh, uh, folks mostly know me as uh, Ilsa. Well, allow me to thank you for driving all the way from Pennsylvania to support the movie. But I'm in the movie, you idiot. Welcome back to Junk Food Supper. We are now going to talk about Exploitation, a 2018 movie directed by Bill Zabub, one of our ghoul summer favorites. Uh, we've talked about him before. We talked about Dick Nato. We talked about Nazi movie he did, done a couple of his movies on Pool Party, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, he's around. He's a ghoul summer staple. Um, if you listen in last week, you heard me deceive and trick my wife uh, into picking a ghoul summer Bills Above movie for Kevin, uh, which she did. She picked the movie Depraved, which I, which she thought was for Kevin, but was not as for her. Uh, I could not find that movie and didn't want... Did not want to spend $30 on the Blu-ray, so instead I found this movie Exploitation, which came in a four-pack, the campy horror four-pack that Bill Zabub put out with four, three of his other movies, including Ass Monster and Farm Dickhole, uh, which I think we did on the show, um, an indie director. I found that for only $15 on Amazon, so that's, that's part of the reason why we are doing Exploitation instead. Um... Also, Depraved is one of his more gross, rapey movies, and... Also, you wanted the director's cut of Ass Monster. I did want that director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> um, we've talked about a few of his more gross movies. We talked about um, like Frankenstein, 
The Rapist on Pool Party. Uh, and I think another one. And those movies are really just like two hours of slow motion gross rapes. And there's not a lot to talk about. So I picked one of these campy movies thinking that there would be more to talk about. And I think by slim margin, there probably is. But um, in this movie, Beelzebub plays himself. He's a director of exploitation movies. And he... It's kind of hard to do to talk about the plot of this movie because there isn't one necessarily. It's kind of all just like a bunch of weird vignettes where he talk. He is himself making movies and dealing with his various starlets. Um, some of which he is touching the boobs of, and some of which he is just talking to about other movies. Um, and there's like no context for anything that's happening. Like it's kind of hard to get into for like the first half an hour. Um, or so I thought, because it just jumps from one thing to the next. There's no establishing shots. There's no even explanation of who Bill Zabub is. So if you somehow did not know who he was and you stumbled into this movie, you would have no concept for anything. Were you confused Wife, going into this movie that explains absolutely nothing about who Bill Zabub is or why this movie is happening? Well, obviously he didn't need to do that because he's an international superstar. The best director. That's true. You have you are vaguely familiar. You've seen at least one of his movies before. Yeah, I think Dick Shark. Dick Shark you've watched, and we also watched Night of the Pumpkin, which is the least Bill's above movie I've ever seen. It's kind of a, just a straight horror, like a straightforward slasher movie. But we did watch that one time. But also just like absorbing the general energy around him. You like talking about him and like at the conventions and stuff. You know, yeah. like we, he's a thing. Yeah, we did meet him that time. Oh, yeah, we met him. Yeah, also. I think we all have a picture with him, oddly enough. Oh, that I think. could be. Maybe or, I took that picture. Oh, yeah, you might have taken the picture. Yeah. Okay. And since the JFD meetup will be at Horror Hound in 2024, in March, we will all get a picture with him. Every hey. junk food dinner listener and junk food dinner host will get a picture with Bill's above. I promise you Taken by me. Taken by you. So, so yeah. Were you confused as to what was going on in this movie without no like? I mean, I guess you knew Bill's about was. I was but, not, but I think another person would be definitely. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? It would be as it was when I first watched a Neil Breen movie. Yeah. Same kind of feel. Like, who is this person who thinks of themselves so highly? <laughs> yeah. And knows that everyone knows who he is. Yeah. There are, there are many scenes in this movie about Beelzebub, Beelzebub playing himself. And it's about the creation of a fictional Beelzebub movie. And there are many times in this movie where his actresses fall in love with him, where people on the street meet him and tell, like, strangers tell him about how much they love his movies. Strange women tell him about how much they love his movies and how much they want to be in his movies. Pretty much every woman he meets hits on him. Thing is, though, like, mm-hmm. we don't know his life. That could actually be happening to him. Because be. it's a crazy fucking world. And there could be people going up to parks in Ohio to him. Or at parks in Ohio, going up to him. And, like, hanging out, standing on his trunk and sitting there and stuff. And being like, hey, Bill, I love you. We that don't could, know. 
It's true. It could we be. We don't know his life. It's possible. Um, it is possible. <laughs> so we did a thing where I took notes during the movie. You took notes notes during the movie. I did. And then we switched notes. So this is a little bit odd. But I'm going to read your first note. Okay. Uh, is he always in his movie so much? So present? Yes. So present as himself? Yes. Pretty much a lot of his movies, all of his comedies that I've seen, which I like his comedies more than his quote unquote horror movies, which are just rapes. Um, <laughs> he usually plays himself or some version of himself where, yeah, it's just like this weird like back and forth banter that's like way more influenced by like Kevin Smith than anything else. I think. So he's usually himself the way that Kevin Smith is usually himself in his movies. Okay, got it. Um, should I go with your first note? Certainly. Sir? It says... I take notes weird. They're, like, pretty shorthand, and so I don't know if you'll get every, my meaning, but we'll what a journalist do. Figure it out. Okay. It says, cool person, David Sitbon oh. with giraffe. Is yeah. that from the credits? Yeah. The movie opens up. The first frame of the movie says, there's text, and it says, cool person, and then this guy's name, and it's a picture of the guy with a giraffe. And I don't know if like that guy's like a fan of Bill Zabub's. He like, loves giraffes. Yeah, who funded the movie, or maybe he died or whatever. But like, I don't know. I just thought that was like a cute thing. No, no, no. there were lots of cool persons. Yeah, there were some at the end too. So I don't know. I just thought that was maybe there were people who needed like a nine to five job that couldn't be associated with Bill Zabub. Mm-hmm. So they're like, just put me as a cool person and not the rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are credited as the rapist in Bill's Above movies, oddly enough. Rapist number one. Yeah. <laughs> On down the list. Um, let's see. So so we're just gonna read each other's notes because there's not a plot. Like it's just Bill's Above <laughs> making a movie and dealing with like different I mean, I guess we'll talk about like different scenes and stuff, but like dealing with various like difficult actresses and then confiding in one actress who is like a pinup model who is always laying out in the woods trying to get a suntan in the shady, his midge. shady woods. His midge, um, who I think's name is Melissa in the movie, um, who he confides in. But that's, that's pretty much it. Um, your next note is, I bet he inspires other amateurs in film to either make whatever the fuge, fuck, the fuge, <laughs> fuck, fuck, or to offer Duck. assistance to him. Um, yeah, that is probably true. I think the Beelzebub is probably pretty influential. Um, and it's easy to see why. Beelzebub's definitely one of those guys where, like, even though I don't like any of his movies I've seen, he's the kind of guy where, like, I go, I could do that. Like, right. Whenever yeah. I watch a movie of his, I'm like, man, I should make a fucking movie. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, if this guy can fucking do it. And I don't even mean that, like... Like whenever the Polonia movies are like Dustin Ferguson make a movie. Like and I, I watch the movies and I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I mean it kind of like as an insult because their movies are shitty and they get put out somehow. Like with Bill's above, it's a little different. Like I feel like. It's inspiring. Yeah. He feels like an actual artist who's like bad, but it is inspiring to a certain degree. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of like when I first turned like 18, 19, 20, those first years of going out and stuff, I would see like metal bands play and they'd be so super like into it. 
and like very like kind of regimental about how their band was put together and like they'd have like some friend of theirs that was designated a roadie mm-hmm. you know they took themselves like super seriously but they're still amateurs but they're doing it and that's inspiring that's something that's kind of like got to respect him for that you know mm-hmm. like i might not like it or give a shit about what it sounded like but they were doing what they wanted to do passionately mm-hmm. and it's kind of what he's doing so you kind of mm-hmm. got to respect it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i definitely agree um what about my next thing that i wrote down well it, this dog is dreaming right now little gonzo's dreaming a nightmare about Beelzebub. <laughs> Attack. Get him. So your next one says tanning in shady woods. Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of alluded to this, but the lady, Melissa, every scene she's in is in the woods, as most of Beelzebub movies are. Like most of Beelzebub movies take place in the woods behind his house because. There's a beautiful park there. Yeah, it's like free or whatever. He can just shoot in the woods if he wants. And there's nobody around, so he can make chicks get naked. But yeah, the main lady is just always in the woods tanning. But it's like, there's always shade on her. Like, it's a shady wooded area. You can't keep moving your towel. Well, I guess so. But, um, yeah. So, okay. So then your next one is Eocene. Every other. Every other scene. He's wearing a different shirt um, at his movies. Of one of his movies. Of one of his movies. Um, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and then he's, which is true. He always wears shirts of his movies. I was writing movies. in the dark, drunkenly. That's fine. Yeah, okay. I understand. Which is a little bit shameless, but at the same time, if I was in a movie, like if Jackson was like, hey, Parker, I need you to come down here. I need you to get in this movie. I'd be like... Which ghoul summer movie or ghoul summer shirt do you need me to wear? I'm on my way. But that's so, his movie and your shirt. Well, you're yeah. once removed there. That's true. That that's acceptable. Point. He's in his own movie, in his own movie shirt. That's true. You got to be once removed. That's the rule. That is true. Um, attached to this note is another note um, that is a scene where Bill Zabub is talking to one of his actresses and she says, she's talking about her ex boyfriend and she says, he used to beat me up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Zabub says, oh, are, are you sure he's so wimpy? That did not, I did not mean for that note to be attached. This, okay. there, I just didn't make the space in between their separate ideas. Okay. But yeah, it's okay that his, <laughs> that, that guy beat her because he was wimpy. Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, this is one of the points in the movie where you laugh. <laughs> Which I think one of my notes coming up is the first time you laugh during the movie. And I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. Like, she's laughing during this stupid Bills Above movie. But then we ended up laughing like a bunch of times during yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I'm going to pause right here on this whole, like, list thing. Because you need to know, like, I kind of like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> this is, I was, this is probably the best Bills Above movie I've seen. Uh, I mean... As far as, you know, like, his movies would would go, I guess. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, like, docu- like, not documentaries, but, like, 
movies like Coffee and Cigarettes and things that take them, themselves like really fucking seriously, you know, like directors that are like, oh, I'm going to make this movie about how I toil away at making movies. Same shit, right? Mm-hmm. But at least it's funny. And mm-hmm. like Coffee and Cigarettes, things like that. It's just like, oh, I'm so sorry about your artistic life. Life is hard. Fuck off. Like, this is at least entertaining and funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's understandable. What is, what's my next note? What did I write down? You wrote, tripod shakes around. Oh, Shudgy. yeah. Yeah, this is just like, there's a scene <laughs> where Bill Zabub is dealing with an actress and he's like touching her boobs and like he's playing an actor who is like supposed to be assaulting her and every time he like pushes her around the tripod that they're filming it with shakes around and it's just like a blazing so I not a very important note but speaking to that like touching the boobs and stuff mm-hmm. why does he make the weird sound effects where he's all woo woo I'm touching boobs I may have a note about that later on in the movie uh, or at least I meant to but every single movie I've ever seen where Bill Zabub plays the guy who is touching boobs in that way, he does that. And I think it's to mitigate his anxiety or something. Because every single movie where Bill Zabub plays a guy who is jokingly touching a girl's boobs and like licking her boobs and stuff, he always does like, yeah, like you said. Like, to make it silly, to make people comfortable for yeah. himself. Like he does a little jokey thing where he's like, blah, 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 I'm touching a boobie, blah, 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 don't mind me, I'm touching a boobie. And yet, every single time, every single movie, and I've, I've only seen like 12 Bells Above movies, which is probably more than anybody else on Earth, but like, <laughs> every single time. So I think it's because... No, there are super fans out there. That's true. They're in his movies. I follow a guy on Letterboxd named Max Spaceman, who rates every Bells Above movie five stars, and he loves them. So there are people out there. But I, yeah, I think it's because he feels weird, so he always does that or something. Because otherwise, I don't know. Or maybe he's just not. You're going to have to ask him. When we, we all know every every junk food listener Before who comes to Before I hit the, click on that camera, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you make the booby sounds that you do? You, yeah. You love those booby sounds. Um. Can I do your next note real quick? Because it's screaming out at me on Certainly. my like face. It says, in quotes, mm-hmm. "Piss. It oh, will yeah. dry." <laughs> well, yeah. This is the first time you laughed. Is. <laughs> There's a scene where Bill Zabub goes to Cinema Wasteland, which is a convention in Cleveland, Ohio, a real-life convention. Um, and despite the fact that two scenes in this movie happen at Cinema Wasteland, I don't think he filmed anything at actual Cinema Wasteland, which seems like a waste of free production mm, value. He, the, well, there, the, people were wearing those badges. The Ilsa one, I think he did. Yeah. But no one else was around, so it's like he didn't take advantage. Uh, we'll, of we'll, crowds. Yeah, of the crowds. But we'll get to it. But yeah, so... There's a scene where he's at Cinemageddon. He's in the bathroom. He's getting out of the bathroom. His friend is like, hey, what are you doing? You peed all over your hand. You got to wash your hands he before going out there. He wasn't his friend at that point, was he? I don't think so. I think he just met him yeah. at that convention. Yeah. And then he goes on this whole thing about how his fans don't want to shake hands, but losers who meet him do want to shake hands. So he's, and he hates shaking hands. So he just wants to give them a little piss on their hands when he meets them, which is like kind of like the stink palm thing from Mallrats. But that was the first time you laughed. And I noted it down because 
Um, because I thought it would be the first and last time that either of us laughed, but that was not the case. Because we thought many, yeah, we thought a lot of parts of this movie were funny somehow. Yeah, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Especially since I still thought it was going to be that real rapey movie that I accidentally picked before. Yeah. I mean, that I don't know if it's rapey, but I expect it to be. I think Depraved is, yeah. Like he's the in this movie, he's making a movie. I I made a note of it in my notes called raping you until you like it or something i think that's the fictional movie yeah. that they're making in the, in this and he had i think depraved is like until the, you start to like yeah it. i think depraved is the real version of but okay so i've got another another one here um the other filmmaker in the movie uh, i wonder if this movie really or if this person really makes movies if so which ones yeah there is um an aspiring filmmaker that builds above move make meets in this movie who was like Bill's above. I, I love your movies. I'm a, I'm a movie maker too. Please watch my first movie. It's this. And then as it goes on, Bill's above kind of has drama with this guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that guy is, but I would wager to guess. He also makes movies. Although the movie, this movie doesn't cast him in a very good light. So maybe not. I imagine that He's maybe in it twice though. Yeah. He, I imagine that maybe it's based on a real person, but they got a different, Play it or something, because like did he have an accent too? Did you- maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of stuff in this movie is like Bill's above griping about real life stuff. Like there's a an actress in this who sues Bill's above to get like her name off of all his promotional materials, and I feel like that's that probably happened to him in real life. So that guy's probably real in some some sort of way. You say. Cinema Wasteland, no scenes there, question mark. Yeah, um, as, I, as I alluded to a moment ago, they set two scenes in this movie at Cinema, Cinema Wasteland, which is a big horror convention um, that all my friends always go to and post pictures of and make me jealous. And then, but they don't actually use like footage from the convention. Like They just say, hey, we're here at Cinema Wasteland. We're in the bathroom. We're standing outside. They're probably restricted in camp. I would think that they would have. I mean, Cinema Wasteland would love the publicity if Bill's above. Not from Bill. Not from Bill? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> well, I don't know. He was in the bathroom. That much is clear. Mm-hmm. And he was at the table with Ilsa. He was at the table with Ilsa, which we'll get to. And they did. Whose they- name is actually what? Diana. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get to her when we get to her. Um, you wrote, is he making fun at the genre? Kind of. I mean, I think he's making fun of himself more than, you know, he's a very self-deprecating fellow. You laughed very hard. There's a joke where he says, at one point he's like talking to somebody, he's like, I make movies about women who do dumb things like have sex with werewolves and monsters and me. And you <laughs> laughed very hard at that joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good funny. joke. It's a good joke. Yeah. Good for Bill It's a mm-hmm. good one. He scored one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you say <laughs> smoke detector was going off in that bar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one of the locations, there was a a chirp every so often, indicating somebody needed to change a fucking battery, which would be a simple thing to do if you're filming a movie. Yeah, 
<laughs> You're going through all the trouble of filming a movie at this bar. And Somebody get a goddamn nine volt over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just take the battery out while you're filming, but no, there's a, a smoke alarm chirp during this entire seven minute long scene. Nobody cares. So going back to one of my other like notes that mm-hmm. I made, it was like, I know I'm not a filmmaker and I know nothing about it, but I want to help him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to change that battery for him. I want to get those girls some better shoes. That's all I want to do. A couple things to help out. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I understand that. You know of my dream where I want to play the guy in the movie where, like, the cops roll into, like, the biker bar. And they're like, hey, we're looking for for Jimmy McCuso. Have you seen him? And I'm like, he hasn't been in here in three weeks. <laughs> like, that's my dream job is to play that guy with one line in one movie and to just do that in, like, 20 movies. So, like, I feel like I could do that. In a I want to be behind the scenes helping out. Changing those batteries. (laughs) Uh, Your next note is, was the whole movie filmed during the Horror Hound convention? Oh, you you thought it was the other Cinema Wasteland. Yeah. It It looked like it was in Ohio, and we went to that one in Cinsinnati, so I kind of thought. Yeah. Well, Cinema they mentioned Cinema Wasteland, so it was definitely Cinema Wasteland, but yeah, both Ohio ones. It was so green. Yeah, you know, like beautiful Ohio. Yeah, one Cleveland and one Cincinnati. Definitely, I don't. I mean, it seems like it was filmed at Cinema Wasteland, but and he, there's no he mentioned Ohio scenes. like seventy five thousand times in the movie too. So yeah. I didn't. I don't know about Cinema Wasteland. That's why I picked horror. You say, "Lady calls from the tub. No water. Oh yeah. There's no water in the tub." <laughs> Yeah, there's a scene where one of his actresses calls to like go over the script and she's in it. She's calling naked from her bathtub, but there's no water in the bathtub. She's just naked. But I guess Beelzebub needed to shoot it quick, so quick that they didn't have time to fill the bathtub. Sometimes you just lay in a tub naked. You don't, you're not taking a bath. You just want the cold porcelain on your skin. I guess so. <laughs> Weird. Weird. You don't understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you say, oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're up. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you've got two. One is green, exclamation point, Ohio, exclamation point, <laughs> which we touched on, which is that Ohio is very green. Yeah. Where we live is very yellow and gross and dead. Um, another one you have is that in the drunk scene, he seems actually drunk, which, yes, I agree. He was drunk, for sure. I think he had been drinking. Listen, I was a bartender for many years. That was authentic drunk. Or maybe Beelzebub is a deceptively good actor. But yeah, there's a scene where he gets drunk and like hits on like one of his helpers at Cinema Westland. And he's very, he's very convincing as a drunk actor. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for people to do. I believe that he was inebriated. Could be. Could be. You say, cuckoldery subplot. Oh, yeah, there's that weird subplot where one of Beelzebub's fans travels from Ohio to New Jersey to the premiere of his movie because he wants to meet the star of the film, which is the girl who was in the tub with no water, the redhead girl. And he, like, Beelzebub's, like, hey, talking to the actress, and he's like, hey, you got to meet this guy. He's coming all the way from Ohio, blah, blah, blah. So they meet up, 
they both leave the premiere. She convinces him to drive him to some guy's house so that he can have she can have sex and she makes him wait in the car. And it's just a funny cuckolding subplot. Yeah, and like it kind of um like it's it also sort of spread out to like him waiting in the car while she got some drugs and things and did some stuff and like needed to take a shower in his hotel, mm-hmm. but he didn't have one, so he got a hotel for her to have or motel for her to have a shower in. Yeah. Um that girl, it seemed like I've I don't know how many of his movies I have seen, but it seems like it's it's more than a few because I feel like I've seen her before. Could be in his movies, and uh, she was treated with more reverence, like she's the sparkling diamond of the Bills Above movies. So we we need to learn her name and more about her. She's she's the cream of the crop, apparently. Seems like it. I know a lot of oddly enough, a lot of the actresses in this movie are in the depraved movie that you originally picked. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they made them back to back or what, but. But he also does use a lot of actresses over and over. Would it, would it surprise you to know if I was a secret Bill Simpson movie fan it would, and I'd just seen all of them? That would be very surprising. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a closet Bill Zabub fan. So your next one, this is like two. You have an arrow pointing from this one to another one. It says, who is the lady voice of reason, the Jiminy Cricket? And then there's an arrow pointing further down that says, I didn't know that the whole story time was a romance. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get to that, but that Midge. Yeah, Midge, which is Melissa, I think is her name. Um I didn't get it. But then there was the reveal. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that wonderful reveal. Maybe that's not her name. Yeah, yeah, it is. Jessica Albano. Melissa. This is her only film. According to Letterboxd, which Interesting. is odd. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like a very, like, familial role to be her only film. Like, I would have thought, like, from the way that she acts in this movie. Like, like their with, best friends. Like, their best friends. IRL. Yeah, like, she's, like, Bill Zabub's confidant. Like, whenever he has trouble with, like, other actresses, he calls her and, like, complains about it. And she's, like, the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. So you would think that maybe they would be... Yeah, like there'd be like some more meta- business going yeah, on. More yeah. more metatextual business where like she's starred in ten of his movies. That's mm-hmm. why she has this role. But no, this is her not only her only Bills Above movie, but her only movie. Maybe she's trying to get a law degree and didn't want the credits. That could be. Well, yeah. That that happens in in the movie. One of the girls doesn't want to be credited. <gasps> it does? Yeah. The the one girl who I already forgot. Well, yeah, <laughs> the blonde girl who who's like European. She's like stars in his movie, and then she wants her name taken out of the oh, movie yeah, yeah. because she right. gets involved right. with SAG. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was the the girl that was um being bound up, binded up. Yeah, tied. Up. Yeah, that was a different girl. There's a lot of girls. She's the SAG girl. Anywho, your next Mm -hmm. says, in quotes, people judged me for my Ilsa shirt. Oh, yeah. 
I thought this was funny because he meets Diana Thorne, the star of Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, which is a movie we did on Junk Food Dinner, Dinner a million years ago. It's like a pretty classic exploitation movie about a sexy lady Nazi who abuses sexy lady prisoners. Very complex feelings there. Yeah. And he meets her at Cinema Wasteland and talks about how he had an Ilsa shirt that people judged him for because she's wearing an SS outfit. And they didn't understand the nuance of him wearing a Nazi exploitation shirt. and you know, so. But it reminded me of my DBX shirt that I'm sure you've seen. My fav- Probably my favorite shirt of all time. Which one? The Dave Brocky experience where Dave Brocky from oh, Nazi. Yeah, is dressed like a Nazi. I understand, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. I understand his pain because that's like my favorite shirt. It's like so soft. I knew that my grandma would not understand that shirt. Exactly. Yeah. It's like got a, it's a great fit. Um, soft. Yeah. Soft. Fits well. Uh, a lot of history to it. Like um, Jono, my friend Jono borrowed at one time when we went to the Night Owl. And when he sat down at the, the booth that we were going to, somebody had left shot glasses like underneath the cushion. So he, he sat down and cut himself really bad and then wiped his blood all over the shirts. So and now it's got blood all over it. Um, I think the night I bought it, my friend Kelly punched me in the face. So a lot of history to the shirt and just a good shirt. So I understood what he what he was going for here. Sometimes you get a, a great Nazi shirt you can't wear <laughs> in real life. It's a very sad situation. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. We all have our Nazi shirts. Yeah. We do. Except for mine is the not a Nazi shirt. It's that. A uh, gutter mouth shirt that says I'm a dog fucker. And it has like a cartoon picture of, you know, that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't wear that around. It's true. But I remember being at that show where I bought it. And I thought at the time it was a good shirt to buy. Yeah. yeah. What I are got, you going to do? You yeah. know? Well, I've, I've Memories. Got, yeah. I got two shirts like that I bought recently. My Dick the Birthday Boy shirt. The Red Letter Media shirt. Mm-hmm. You can't wear that. Not really. I mean, you could. Yeah. That one's like probably better than the Nazi shirt. Probably. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And my Maddox shirt that says keep on cucking. <laughs> Where am I going to wear that at? That one's probably also better than the Nazi shirt. So, I yeah. mean, if you're ranking them, go with the top two. True. Well, true. You um, say. Mm hmm. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, you wrote a note. Uh, that Bill Zabub in this movie says, my fan base is more educated than the average moviegoer. I remember him saying true this. True or not true? I mean, hard to say. I would I would probably say true-ish. Hmm. I definitely think that the, like, the context for this is that he's telling an actress to say the word thou because she's a vampire, so she's got to talk in old English. And she's like, no, this word is stupid. No one's going to understand it. And he's like, oh, my audience will understand it. I think he's correct in that his audience would understand the word thou. Um, but I mean, I I would imagine that his audience is probably more educated than like the random people who are going to see whatever is like the new movie. Meg 2. Yeah, Meg 2 or Mission Impossible or whatever, like. Possibly true. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's true. I'm going to give him that. Metalheads and nerds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to him. Yeah. 
Sounds about right. Nazi fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That scene, I think I've probably got notes about it, but that scene is probably my favorite scene in the movie, but also it like ruins the movie because the movie up until that point where he's instructing this very difficult actress, it's like real super quick. Like no scene lasts longer than five minutes. It goes from place to place to place to place. Most of those places are just the woods. Um, even in, like so many scenes in every Bill's above movie is like naked ladies in the woods. But even in this movie, like Bill's above will be like doing a phone call and he's just in the woods. Like he could be in the middle of downtown, wherever he lives, like to get some of that production value, but he's just always in the woods as well. <clears throat> it's very weird. Or her variation. Yeah. Any other reason? Yeah. yeah it's super odd. Um, but so that scene that I like a lot because that lady is, is funny and he's funny in that scene. It's like 20 minutes long or whatever. So it like kind of ruins the entire movie, but that, it's also the best scene in the movie. That scene was long and so was the the other one with the the girl with the binding. Yeah. And also the first one with the blonde girl that like didn't understand the groping. And those scenes were overly long. In the like climactic scene, quote unquote, with the redheaded girl, goes on way too long. You took a break. You took the dogs out during that scene. <laughs> but it goes on way too long and it's not funny. It's the one where like he's like doing sex stuff with her, but he thinks she has AIDS, so he like keeps gargling with liquor. Keep doing close-ups of her vagina as like a some kind of a joke. Like it's it's not funny, but it's the same sort of thing, but not funny. So sorry I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got an interview with Ilsa uh, Diane Thorne. We talked about oh, that. Yeah, he just like there's part of it. Like part of it actually is like them acting and it playing into the movie, but part of it's just like him. Straight up interviewing her, which is like kind of an interesting thing to put in a movie. Like, or ex- yeah. exploitative, which is well, yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> um, so I'll skip to that one or skip that one and go to the next one, which is the Oh, Rose, Thou Art Sick. Oh, yeah. That's the line that they fight about in the vampire scene. The line is that she's a vampire who's a thousand years old. She's supposed to wake up and say, Oh, Rose, Thou Art Sick. But she keeps adding all these extra words to it because she doesn't understand the language it's just kind of funny your next note um is it really that much work to find a cell phone ringtone um or is it because of something something (laughs) Uh, but yeah they don't use any of the real cell phone ringtones which i think are like I hear like the Apple ringtones and stuff in movies all the time. So I think you're allowed to use them in movies. But yeah, they they just use like an alarm sound instead of like no, a real it's, actual. It's anything. a human going. Yeah, sometimes it's Yeah, sometimes it's a human like doing that. Like turkle, turkey gobble sounds. Yeah. With, like it's like a person. Yeah. Bill Zabub's phone makes human turkey <laughs> sounds. And then the girl, <laughs> Melissa, her phone is like a fire alarm. It's like a siren. Yeah. yeah. Um. They just think it's funny, I guess so. Yeah. But like. <laughs> it also doesn't, like, it's weird because it doesn't feel like it's coming, like, from the scene itself. Like, it doesn't feel like anybody on screen could hear it going off. So, like. 
and part of the joke should be a reaction. There's none. Yeah. It's like, oh, my phone's ringing. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> bubble, bubble. Uh, you say green screen woods? Yeah. There were some scenes near the end where I thought that they green screened in woods. Like where the Melissa girl's like standing talking to Bill's above and it looked like the woods behind her were just green screened. I don't, I like, I can't imagine the Bills Above had that kind of money to do green screen technology, even though that's not, doesn't cost a lot of money at all. But it, I don't know, it just kind of like looked fake, a couple of those scenes. So it was odd to me. I didn't see that business. Okay. But I saw lots of authentic, beautiful green Ohio woods. Yeah. There. I think most of those woods are from New Jersey. But the New Jersey woods and the Ohio woods are similar. Similar woods. They look like parks in Ohio. True. And those brick buildings. True. But they might have been Ohio. Uh, some of this was shot at Cinema Wasteland, so you might have just went out to Ohio Woods. You say, making Rape Me Until I Like It. Oh, yeah. Just I just wanted to make a note that that was the name of the fictional movie that they were making. So, mm-hmm. not, a very, not a very impressive note. <laughs> <laughs> um, does enticement entertainment exist? Is this the real behind-the-scenes drama? Oh, yeah, Enticement Entertainment is a movie company in this movie that is giving Bills Above drama. I don't know if they're real or not. So it seemed like the redhead actually had, as a real actress person, um, drama with a company that she was having difficulties getting out of contracts and things with or whatever. Yeah. Because it was mentioned as like a... You know, an elbow nod, sort of like, hey, and this is our way of highlighting it or spotlighting it or something. Yeah. It well, seemed like, like it might be really happening. Could be. That that redhead girl, I think her name is Erin, like the girl who's causing a lot of the issues. And I know that Bill's above has worked with a girl named, I think her name's Erin Brown, who is formerly known as Misty Monday, who's like big in the exploitation in Max world. So I don't know if I don't know what their relationship is. I'm just guessing here. They they may have they may be best friends, but they made a bunch of movies together. Like him throwing shade at her or something. Like maybe she did something like this where like she didn't want to be mentioned by him anymore or something. I don't know. I'm just totally guessing. I it, who seemed, knows? it seemed like they were aligned against some other production company that yeah. had some horse shit going on. Yeah, could be. I, I, yeah, no, I have no clue as to the inner workings of the bills above. You say investigate. I know, uh, yeah. We need to know more. I guess you're right. The people want to know. Yeah. What about your note that says hillbilly puppets? Yeah, there's, all right, so <laughs> this kind of goes with your scene about the romance. Oh, yeah. So it turns out that Melissa and Bill's above fall in love at the end. They, they make out. They maybe were always. They could have always been in love. And then they kiss, and then it cuts away to these hillbilly marionettes who have not been introduced. We don't know why they're significant in the story at all. But there's hillbilly marionettes. That's what they insert instead of like a sex scene. And I thought that they were funny. They were really good marionettes. I don't know. Well, because if it's real love, we don't want to see them. That's we true. want their privacy. That's true. We're going to watch these hillbillies instead. Yeah. Little puppets. Puppets playing drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. True romance. We're not going to look at the real people. Yeah. So then, so it's then 
to leapfrog off of the I didn't know the whole time this was a romance, you wrote Goth Angel Cemetery, LOL. Because <laughs> I don't know if we're jumping I too far. I put LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if we're jumping too far ahead. Is that my last note? No, you have one more. What is my last note? Hired to play a rapist, blackface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we were going to. about that blackface, we didn't We were going to jump right. Okay, so there's like a weird <laughs> penultimate scene in this where Beelzebub is contacted by Germans to play a rapist in a movie. Wait, none of that part fits with any of the rest of the quote unquote plot. Not really, no. I guess she's kind of out of nowhere. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Okay. Some Germans contact him and they offer him a role in their movie where he needs to play a rapist. And he does so in blackface. And it's not really mentioned or anything. Um, But then, but then that leads to the goth angel cemetery Mm -hmm. because he shoots this scene. And then after the scene, he like goes up to the ceiling of the mansion that they're shooting at. And he falls off. Hey, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for the one significant thing that happens in the movie that nobody's going to watch. Maybe some of these guys will watch it. Somebody might. You guys should watch this. Always. Watch it. Spoilers. Spoilers. So, but this, like I was on the fence about this whole movie. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of dopey, but it's like a little bit funny. But when this ending hit, I was like, oh, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is art. This is poetic cinema. Because he like falls off. He gets drunk and he falls off and he dies. And then they do like these shots of like Melissa crying and sobbing at his funeral. And like snow falling on like old timey mausoleum angels. Like, Goth angels at the cemetery. Yeah. And it's like this five minute long scene of like the anguish caused by the death of Beelzebub. And I don't I, I don't know if he meant it to be funny, but I took it as I mean, I, it's a comedy movie. Right. So I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He assumed he meant it to be funny and it was hilarious. I thought I thought it was so funny that he just dies at the end. People are like very sad about it. I thought it was great. Well, I'm glad that they foreshadowed and told us why uh, why he fell to his death. It's because mm. those upper level railings were old and rusty, and if somebody leaned up against them, they would sh- surely fall to their death. Mm-hmm. So we were told in advance that that would possibly happen to a person. And then, lo and behold, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. Our main beloved character. To his death, um, it is funny. I like it. It was meant to be funny, and it is. Yeah, it's it's also like goodbye, ridiculous story. We're done. We're yeah. done here. Look <laughs> at these pretty goth cemetery statues. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a great ending for this movie. Like I, I think Bill Zabub plays himself in a lot of movies, so it's not like this would probably be a lot funnier if this is the only movie where he played himself and then he died. But it's still funny. Still, still a good ending to a movie. Um, yeah, so that's all our notes. Do you have anything you want to add about this Bills Above movie? Which is undoubtedly the best Bills Above movie I've ever seen. Probably. I, mean, I know that I've seen other ones, and I, I had a general feeling of malaise after 
you know, unhappiness, unsettled or whatever. Um, but this kind of makes me forget some of that. But I also forget every movie that I see. So, like, maybe I don't realize how bad those other ones are. But I'm like, go, Bill. Good job. Keep doing what you're doing here. Yeah. Fight the good fight. Yeah. I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he exists. Most of his movies are bad, but I'm glad he does what he does. Well, like, our household money has gone to several of his movies. It's true. So, I mean, we're supporters. Yeah. Keep, keep going, Bill. We've got the campy horror box set. We've got Jesus Christ the douchebag over there. Keep I know on, we've got Dick Shark. Keep on hiring people to do fake rapes with. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Do what you're doing. Um, speaking of doing what you're doing, next week we're going to be back. If I can pull up next week's movie. Ghoul Summer continues, uh, but all the normal boys will be... We'll be here with you. Uh, me, Sean, Kevin, Rusty, Mark, Jackson, my Dick, Sawyer, Doan, Frisbee, um, Corey, Shelby, Al, Sarah Murphy. Those are those are not the regular boys. <laughs> it's all the normal junk food. That's so hosts. many Eric. boys and ladies. Um, just three of us. Three of those people I just mentioned. We'll be back for Ghoul Summer next week. We're going to be talking about Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, a classic Ghoul Summer movie, Song of the Blind Girl, which I'm looking forward to. It's a ghoul movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time. I think it's going to gross out everybody. And the Titty Cut Follies, which is a funny name. Um, so that's what we're doing. And then two weeks from now, Sean will be back on Junk Food Summer. We're going to be talking about Alien from L.A., which is an adaptation of the Jules Verne book, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Again, oh, I'm not too Don't mad. Don't you dare be mad about that. I've got it on DVD around here somewhere, so I'm, I mean, it's a silver lining, I guess. What do you have to do? <laughs> Play Baldur's Gate instead. <laughs> I could be Baldur's, Baldur's Gate instead of... Do your job. Watch oh, that well, movie. You're right. You're right. Um... And then I guess after that, we're getting into Schlocktober. So it's going to be a hot time. Yay! Schlocktober! The best time of the year. Yay! No more ghoul summer. Yeah, only two weeks of ghoul summer this year. And Gonzo. Um, so find us. Send us some voicemails. 347-746-JUNK. That's 347-746-5865. Or go to facebook.com slash junkfoodinner. Hit the call now button. Find us in the Discord. Tom from Adelaide's in there. Uh, finally, we got him in there. He's, he's a fun guy. We've been in there talking about all kinds of stuff, fighting about Batman. Also, mm-hmm. if you know any of these Bills Above mysteries, better leave them on a voicemail. Yeah. Send us some voicemails about your experiences with Bills Above. I know a lot of you people have probably met him at conventions Hell and stuff. Hell yeah, they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They know. Yeah. Tell us what you know about him. Um, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash junkfooddinner. It's the only place where you can find the only podcast on Earth where the bonus podcast is longer than the normal podcast. That's where me and Sean talk about Twin Peaks every week. Um, it's the Bookhouse Boys, that's the bonus podcast. Uh, I like David Lynch. I, <laughs> I have all the out-of-print records. Uh, I, I know that some people will tell you that nobody likes him, but I like him. 
that's where you can find that. So until next time, do you have any parting words? Well, Total what? recall. What happened? <laughs> Leave us a voicemail letting us know what happened in Total Recall. Uh, this is Parker for Wife saying thanks for having fun. <laughs>